Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast, your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement built around real people sharing real stories focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Once you get over the fact that you're going to fail and you become okay with that and you get a little bit more comfortable in your own skin and shoes, right? One practical tip for you is to surround yourself by people that are going to be there to pick you up when you fall and when you fail. Yeah. Now, before we begin today's episode, I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15-minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time, and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Welcome to another episode of the Free Time Podcast, and thank you so much, as always, for choosing to spend some time with us. Today's guest is Kevin Mills. Kevin is the host of Screw the Side Hustle. He is a real estate investor, he is an author, he is a speaker, and he's still got a nine to five as a mortgage loan officer. That's right, the guy's got a million and one hats, and one thing I can assure you that Kevin 100% is, is real and practical. Well, I guess that's two things. <laughs> but in today's episode, we really talk about the nitty gritty around failure and why it's totally okay to fail because you know what's going to happen to all of us. We get into the idea of not necessarily being focused on doing what you love versus doing something that will allow you to do what you love. Very controversial. And we talk about the importance of aiming for the moon because while we may not hit the moon, you'll definitely hit a couple of stars. It's all great stuff, guys. Very tactful information, very honest and authentic. And I invite you to settle in and enjoy the episode today with Kevin Mills. Gotta say, I'm very, very excited with a gentleman that isn't a mastermind with me. I don't know him very well. I've never met him live. His name is Kevin Mills, but he's definitely a true up and comer. He's working a nine to five. He's crushing it. And he's also working on becoming an author of a direct sales book. He is launching a podcast and he's also a speaker. So just goes to show that you make the most of your time. You know, what you invest into your time can become 
astronomically huge on the back end. You know, free time is not free, friends. That's what this show is here to really demonstrate is that it's an asset that can allow all of us to step into our true purpose. So excited to have Kevin on here in the next few minutes to hopefully share his story a little bit and give us some uh, wisdom nuggets as to how he makes everything happen that he's making happen right now. So Mr. Kevin Mills, how are you today? Perfect. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. Thank you for jumping on the show, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries. So we're going to jump right into it, Kevin. I wanted to have you on first and foremost. We got a chance to connect a few weeks ago and I literally was beside myself as to how similar, you know, some of our, our paths are. We're both young dudes working a nine to five. I believe you're a loan originator. That's correct. And uh, you're working on some pretty exciting things on the side too, man, that I'm pretty impressed by. I see that you're getting ready to launch a podcast. You're working on authoring a book on direct sales. Walk us through how you keep all the balls in the air, man. It's pretty impressive what you're able to do with your time. That's a good question. How do I keep all the balls in the air? You know, it's really right now what what's the biggest thing for me is prioritizing um, what needs my attention the most. So, you know, yes, I'm very passionate about, hey, I want to get this podcast launched. Yes, I want to get this book finished. Yes, I'm trying to buy real estate, trying to do all these different things. But first and foremost, I need to make sure that what's paying for me to start those things is producing the income I need. Mm. And use that to launch those different those different ventures. Because if I spend so much time focused on these other things, well, guess what? Three months from now, I'm going to have no money and it's going to suck. So really, it's all about prioritizing uh, what needs my attention at this current minute, moment, hour. Yeah, no, I love how you think about that. I think a lot, a lot of times, especially on today's you know modern society on the internet, people are like, get rid of the nine to five. It's the devil. You don't need it. And it kind of sounds like you're of the school of thought that no, your nine to five can actually be a means to an end. You can actually use it to like bankroll these other passion hustles is what I call them. So that everything sort of comes together in a nicely fashion. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, but I want to clarify something. Um, if, if what you're trying to get into can produce you money from day one, and you have a solid game plan, um, then do it. You know, probably, what is it, three years ago now, something like that, I was an electrician working 6.30 to 4.30, Monday through Thursday, 40 hours a week. But then I came across this gig selling vacuum cleaners. (laughs) And I literally quit my job the next day to go work for myself selling vacuum cleaners. And that was a great decision. It launched my sales career to the next level. Did a million dollars in sales in 12 months. It was fantastic. But you know, I'm not going to make that kind of money from a podcast from day one. Right. right? right. Or even a book. You know, I could have one of the best book launches out there and I'm just not going to produce the money that I need from day one without having these systems in place to begin with. Yeah. So essentially it's a very practical approach. 100%. I completely agree with that, man. So if you don't mind, give us some context as to where you were in life, you know, before making the decision to become a speaker, a podcaster, like, what were you doing? I know you mentioned the electrician job. What was that initial spark that was like, you know what, I'm put here to do more. 
I know that there's more potential, more capacity within me to, you know, reach for the next thing. I'm going to go out and make it happen for myself. Can you kind of just give us a little bit of what your mental context was for the audience? Yeah. So that story goes back a long ways, but I'll, I'll share a little story with you that'll kind of give you some insight into how my life has been. Okay. Um, I think I was five or six years old, something like that. And my dad pastored a church at the time. I'm in the hometown that I grew up in. And I wanted to buy some toy or something like that. And my parents were the kind of people, they didn't just give me money. I mean, we always had, you know, decent amount of money, but they never gave me money just to have. I had to work for it or do something like that. So I got on Google. Um, this is back when we had dial up, but Google <laughs> still was around. And I figured out how to make these paper baskets, right? So I made a whole bag full of paper baskets. I don't know. I had 50, 75 of them, something like that. I went to church that following Sunday and I sold those paper baskets for either 25 cents, 50 cents, something like that to the different <laughs> congregants. Great now, mention. as you can imagine, my dad wasn't too enthused <laughs> at using church to make a profit, but you know, I've always had that mindset of how can I make this happen? How can I make this money? Um, have I had a few detours along the way from my final goal? For sure. You know, I was in, I worked in a body shop mechanics for a little while, went into sales, got out of sales, became an electrician, um, did some public speaking, went on a, a tour, you know, to do motivational speaking at high schools across America. Mm. And then after that's when I made that final transition to what's been for the past, you know, three or four years of actual sales and started out in the direct sales um, vacuum cleaner world. Yeah. But for me, the biggest spark that really changed in my later life. So I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I've always had the desire to to do something great in my life. And I think that comes a lot from my parents, just how I was raised. But the biggest bark that said, hey, I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna sell cars for the rest of my life or something like that was really on when I went on that tour to speak at high schools. It was the first time that I had really gotten out of my hometown. I'd really started to see the world. And it gave me a taste for, hey, I wanna make an impact on this huge country. Right. I want to yeah. shake things up. I want to change things. And I've tried since then, obviously with slight detours here and there, it happens. But I've tried since then to every move I make, get me one step closer to my long-term goal. Yeah, no, I love it, man. I mean, I think it's always interesting to hear how the entrepreneurial itch comes along for you as making baskets and flipping them for a profit at church. But um, you speak so well about, you know, the zigs and the zags. And that's a kind of a a concept that a lot of people that, you know, want to start using their time to stretch and reach for more need to become a little more comfortable with. You know, I think a lot of people are like hanging on to the ledge of life or dear life, afraid to jump because they just see like the pathway as being this linear thing. You know, when yeah, I absolutely. get to this, then it'll be the right time. And when I have this, then it'll be the right time. You're comfortable zigging and zagging. Like, what would you say to the person that just needs to just jump? I mean, are there like a couple of tips from your personal experience that you can, you can offer up or 
you talk about motivational speaking, are there some inspirational words you can share for that individual that just needs to be able to like trust their gut a little bit, that they have what they need within to figure it out, primarily if they're using their time wisely? What would you say? Absolutely. I actually wrote an article about this exact topic not long ago. But yeah, that's something that we see all the time across aspiring entrepreneurs is they're so scared right. to get off their freaking butts and jump. Right, right. And, and I think that a lot of it has to do with fear of failure, right? Um, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs that are perfectionists by nature. That's how I am. I'm a perfectionist by nature. I don't want to do anything unless it's done completely right. I have all the systems in place and everything's going to go perfectly. (laughs) But what we have to realize is that's not going to freaking happen. Right. Nothing goes according to plan. And we have to be okay with that. It's going to be fine. You know, even if you fall completely on your face, you lose all your money, you're sleeping in a tent, worse could happen. Right. And there's been some of the most successful people in the world that are in the exact same place that you would be at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a part of that journey. It's definitely not a straight line. There's going to be ups and downs. And I think that's the first step to really jumping out of your seat out from behind that desk and making stuff happen in this world is realizing that you're going to fail and it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's just like the basic sales, right? Sales is my niche. I love sales. I love it too, man. I'm on the road selling right now. Yeah. (laughs) And, and new people that come into sales, the ones that don't make it is because they can't stand hearing no. Mm. Because that's a sign that they sucked at their job and they failed. Me, I love hearing no. You know how many times I get told no a day? Tell a me. ton. A ton. <laughs> probably 100, 150 times a day. Yeah. And it's been like that for the past few years. But that just means I'm one step closer to that. Yes. I've started a few businesses in my life. I've had a couple that have been successful. I've had a couple that have failed. Mm-hmm. I think probably three or four have failed. And that's okay because it takes me one step closer to that next big success. And that's what I'm shooting for. And then as far as a practical tip to kind of help you along that journey, once you get over the fact that you're going to fail and you become okay with that and you get a little bit more comfortable in your own skin and shoes, right? One practical tip for you is to surround yourself by people that are going to be there to pick you up when you fall and when you fail. Yeah. Right. You know, I love all the motivational stuff. I'll sit there and listen on the way um, into the office. I'll sit there and listen to, you know, Grant Cardone, um, Ryan Stuman, you know, those kind of people that have a very motivationalistic mindset. And I love that. But at the end of the day, we got to have some practical steps in place to make this happen. Right. And for me, those are the main two things when it comes to actually jumping is getting over the fear of failure, being okay with that, and making sure you have a good team system and people in place for when you do fail. That way you can get back up and get going. Yeah, I love that, man. Thank you for sharing those nuggets, man. I mean, for those that can't see, I have a t-shirt on right now that says keep going because to Kevin's point, when you do fail, you got to be willing to pick yourself up quickly and keep going. I mean, it's the only way to ensure success is getting the reps in, right? And so, go ahead. So for example, talking about getting the reps, right? So I'm really good at my job in sales, right? You're really good at your job in sales. How many sales calls do you have to do to close a sale? Oh, dude. I mean, I'd say for every sale, at least, you know, 20 to 25 on average, on average. 
in this industry, I'm probably right there in the same boat in direct sales, you know, the vacuum cleaners. Um, yeah. I was the number one recruiter in the nation mm-hmm. at one point in that company. Number one. And still on my very best day, I would close one out of three appointments. So no matter how good you are, you're going to hear more no's than you are yeses. And it's the same thing with jumping and, and getting into a new venture. Yeah, man. I think people just need to almost kind of normalize no. You know, you have a motto I came across on the inter- internet somewhere. It said, not no, but how. And, and, exactly. I, and I just love that because what that is doing is it's engaging another part of your mind that is going to be a little bit more solution focused and solution driven versus caught up in, you know, that no, that is literally just a short term answer. You know, there's so much more bandwidth past that. And so uh, I think that's, you know, a quick little mindset hack that some people can kind of implement. I want to kind of segue and pivot and focus a little bit on how you spend your time. As we said in the interview, man, dude, you're killing it in the mortgage business. And you're down in Scottsdale now, right? I am. Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. A lot of distractions in Scottsdale, but you're still finding the time to, you know, work on the podcast when you can book. Um, how important is your free time? Kevin, can you talk to what your relationship with time is and how you really, you know, I guess manage it for lack of a better term? Yeah, I I think that that's something that any entrepreneur in the world struggles with. (laughs) I've yet to come across. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've yet to come across one person who says, hey, I have all the time I need and and life is butterflies and rainbows, right? That's a big problem. Um, For me, as far as how I spend my time, one thing that I've realized pretty recently, probably within the past, I don't know, six or seven months and trying to get these things you know, up and going, is my time is going to be where my money is. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, you know, I, I've always for the past, I don't know, 10 years or so, I'll soak up all these podcasts. I'll watch all these YouTube videos, read a few books, uh, read some blogs. And I've got all this information to make all this stuff happen. But yet, because I haven't invested any money into getting that, you know, a lot of times I find that I I don't follow through with it. Mm. So if I want to see the follow through, um, because I don't know about you, my money is important to me. 100%. I sacrifice my time in order to get that money and time's the number one most important thing. So for me, if I want to if I want to be able to follow through with the things that, you know, I have planned, I have to start putting some money towards that, whether it's coaching, masterminds, um, conferences, um, with the podcast, you know, beginning to invest money in equipment and things like that, then I find that naturally my focus starts to shift towards where I've put this money at, Mm. right? As far as my day-to-day, how I manage, um, you know, being in the mortgage industry, it's not exactly a nine-to-five kind of deal because we're brokers, you know, we're not a bank, Um, but it is still that kind of system. You know, I go into an office every day, whether it's nine-to-five or not, that's kind of irrelevant, Uh, but I do go into an office every day, Monday through Friday. Right. And generally in the evenings, A, for me, I got to spend some time with my family, right? With my wife, my dogs. You know, that's important to me. And that's just because of my personal priorities. For you, it 
may not be, and that's okay. Or you may not have wife, kids, whatever, and even more of, or even less of an excuse not to spend your time wisely, right? Um, but for me, I spend some time with my family, and then, you know, for the rest of the evening, I'm just figuring out, you know, how do I, how do I make this happen, right? So I get off work at, at four hour commute. I'm home at five. You know, I have dinner and everything done by seven. So now I've still got five more hours left in my day. That's almost a full work day mm. that I can devote towards towards whatever I'm working on. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I still watch Netflix sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about it. I love Game of Thrones. Um, but, you know, there's certain times where it's more important to dedicate those five hours towards making stuff happen. That way, 30 years from now, if I want to sit back and watch Netflix for five hours, perfectly fine. I love it. I love it. So you, it kind of sounds like you're becoming really skilled with delaying short-term gratification for the long-term. That's what it and sounds And it's not like. easy. It's not. I, I mean, brother, um, I, I struggle with that all the time too. You know, and I'm happy you got vulnerable with us. And you, you know, you opened up about still watching some Netflix because I feel yeah. like I get on the internet, there's a lot of grind, 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 grind. And people that have never really made that leap, at least for the first time, are like, oh my God, like, I love Netflix. Like I like to just hang out with my friends or, you know, casual relax on the couch. Like, do I have what it takes to just grind, 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 grind? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and, and you know, another big time eater for um, at least me and my wife is vacations. Ah, okay. We're big travelers. Um, we're literally gone at least once a month, probably twice a month, most of the time. Okay. Um, but I still try to figure out a way where I can utilize either a, the location or the time. If we want to get out of town, let me either go somewhere that's going to create you know, connections and things that I may need, or let's figure out a way where I can block out some time while I'm gone to devote towards what I need to do. Yeah, bro. You and I, the more we talk, the more I realize we have so much in common. I mean, I had a really busy summer vacations. I was in Peru, Haiki, Machu Picchu. I was down in the south of Spain, standing up for a buddy's wedding. And if I literally were to just use that as an excuse and say, oh, you know, I'm not in my normal environment. I can't work. I'd be so far behind. So the one thing that I did was I just got intentional about saying, you know what, when I travel, I'm going to just write down one key critical thing that needs to get done in the day, you know, and I'm going to step away from the day activities and just do that one thing. And I found that it does wonders for my self-confidence. You know, I'm still staying on task despite being in a place full of distractions. And quite frankly, it keeps you marching along, right? Towards the big overarching goal. I think so many people just like think they got to drink from a fire hose at all times in order to like stay productive. It's kind of like the person that just wants to be busy for being busy sake. Like, no, you can just hone it down, you know, downshift and just find or tease out one key thing at a minimum that you got to get done to keep you on path. And I found that that does wonders. I really have. And I think it boils down to intentionality. So I want us to talk a little bit about that here um, moving forward. You know, the whole premise of the show is getting young people, primarily millennials, right, to be a bit more intentional about their free time. You know, I think our generation is at most risk in terms of leaving a lot of potential on the table because facts are we're still young in life. You know, it's so easy for us to say, oh, I'm still in my early 20s. I don't need to worry about, you know, retirement or savings or, you know, I'm just coming out of school. Like, why learn about real estate investing or trading day stocks, whatever the case may be. 
what would you say to somebody that's young, coming out the gates hot and heavy, you know, maybe they're working their first job and they're making a little bit of money, they're comfortable, but what would you say to them about getting intentional about leveraging, you know, their youth? Quite frankly, you know, it's a very narrow window. And I think the ones or the people that, you know, really double down on setting some key objectives are the ones that find themselves, you know, later in life being able to do whatever they can. So what would you offer up there with regard to, you know, tips or, you know, any suggestions from your experience? Yeah, so that's, that's actually a question that can be answered in a variety of different ways. And I actually want to answer it in a variety of different ways. I'm going to try to pull it all into one if I can. So as far as being intentional, especially while you're young, right? Yeah. Because we don't get time back, not by any means. Um, so one thing that you need to really figure out pretty quickly is what do you want out of life? Mm. Is it you want to be rich and you want to buy a Lamborghini? <laughs> is it you want to be able to travel the world? Is it you want to be uh, super charitable? Do you want to retire at 35? That way you can spend the rest of your life with your family. You know, figure out what do you really want out of life. That's step one. Okay. And then here's step two. Mm -hmm. This is actually a pretty controversial answer. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> and I think I'm one of the only few people um, that believe in this train of thought. But you don't have to love what you do. Wow. There it is. Mic drop. Love your life. Right? <laughs> Explain. Okay, perfect. So let's go back to what I just said, right? Do you want to be rich and buy a Lamborghini? Do you want to be charitable? Do you want to spend more time with your family? Those are three very different goals, right? But what's one thing that can allow you to achieve those three different goals? Make a lot of freaking money. Mm, that's right? a commonality. Yep. It's a commonality. So, you know, there's a lot of people who want to they want to change the world in India. Okay. And so they go be a missionary in India and live off of peanuts. And that's great. You can make an impact with a small group of people. But imagine if you made $20 million and were able to donate $5 million to someone that's already established in India that would have an even bigger impact. And that's going to give you so much more joy and fulfillment because you were able to impact so many more lives than if you were just dealing with, you know, 20 or 30 people. Right. Right. So if, if you don't love what you do, that's okay. As long as what you do will get you to where you want to be or what will give you the love and joy in life. Does wow. that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think what you're saying is, you know, people need to, probably not be so caught up in their minds about trying to align passion, right? The love with the day-to-day, -day. you know? Instead, it sounds like you're advocating for, hey, find a practical vehicle that will empower you to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, and I, and I say that from personal experience, okay? okay? Because I've heard that my whole life. All the big names on the stage, they're going to tell you, you know, find what you love and, and you'll never work a day in your life, right? You know, be sure that you're passionate about what you're doing each day and you're going to have much better results. 
Yeah, man. But that distracts you from oh a vehicle God. that could take you so much further quicker. Not to mention, it chews up so much time. These young people are like sitting on the sidelines. Like, yeah, again, they're young. Like, who knows what they really want to do at age 23 or 24? And so they're thinking, you know, they're wandering through the forest. Like, oh, I got to find that thing. I got to find thing that like explodes my heart so it doesn't feel like work. And again, it's chewing up time. When so much time. The arena doing the sales job or you know, making the real estate cold calls, whatever it may be that gets them closer to getting that cash flow in that then really frees them to do whatever the hell they want with their time moving exactly. forward in life. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the key is, and kind of where I was getting to is, is when you spend so much time focusing on finding what I love and what's going to give me fulfillment out of life, we're wasting so much freaking time that we could have had if we just had that vehicle and, and went running with it. So yeah, I mean, and that's why I was what I said, it comes from personal experience because I, I heard that my whole life and I wasted so much time trying to find what I love. I just reframed my mindset right, to say, okay, but this work gives me this much money, which allows me to go take this trip with my beautiful wife and gives me enjoyment. Yeah. And so now Monday morning when I'm hitting the office, I can't wait to be there. Oh man. It's, it's that oh, vehicle man. that gives me the fulfillment in life. Dude. How about yeah. your mindset? You hit the nail on the head, man. Again, it kind of goes back to what we said earlier in the interview, you know, people demonizing the job. I think that's kind of the premise of why I did this show is a lot of people listening to the show are working a job and they already kind of know that there's something more. They already kind of have the hunch. They're asking themselves questions like, is this really it? Right? Even though it may be a totally admirable, noble job. Right? And so the longer they sort of stay in that holding pattern, they start to resent the job. Right? And so... I'm of the belief, and it kind of sounds like you are too, that if you could use your free time to find that second vehicle, whatever that may be, in your case, it's podcasting, authoring a book. Well, those things are going to take some resources that your current vehicle can provide you. And so once you kind of see that sort of symbiotic relationship take shape, how much happier are you going to be at the workplace? How much better of a performer are you going to be? You know, you talked about Monday mornings. How much more chipper and spry will you be on a Monday morning? at the workplace because you know that it's feeding those things that maybe, you know, are in line with your passions, whatever the case may be. So it's really a call to action to find that thing and be more intentional about pursuing it. That's my belief. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Let's clarify something really quick for the listeners, just because I don't want to be taken out of context. Sure. Yes. I think we use, you know, Especially, I, I, I'm familiar with what you do for work. You're familiar with what I do for work. These are right. great vehicles to take us to the next level, right? right? But if you're working at McDonald's, that may not be the best vehicle. 100%. Right? <laughs> so let's clarify that we need to make sure we're in a good vehicle first. You need I'm, some upward okay. mobility. I'm happy you brought that up, Kevin, because that's a key thing. And I think that's, to, to your point, I think where a lot of confusion kind of sets in, right? So practical tip as to find the proper vehicle. Correct. What would you say? Um, my number one thing, sales. All yes, the way, no, baby. I was hoping you all say the way. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I've worked in advertisement sales. I've worked in car sales, direct sales. Um, as a loan officer, my job is literally sales. I sit yeah. on the phone all day and sell people on mortgages, yeah. right? I have yet to come across another industry 
that without a college degree, I dropped out of college. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was I was going to college to become a nurse. Okay. I have a passion for the medical field. I volunteered as a firefighter and EMR for three or four years. Yeah. But I was going to college to be a nurse. And then I realized that I was making more money than I would when I got my degree. And I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Right. Practical. Practical. Yeah. You got to think. <laughs> um, I'm a big proponent of you don't need a degree to make a lot of money. You know, don't listen to that. A lot of sales jobs give you some flexibility. So, you, you know, you're, you're not anchored to a post, which allows you to kind of get some creative thinking, some autonomy over that time that can allow for other things to come in when it's the right time. Of course, focus on the sales, be a top producer, and then find a way to work things in that are parallel to what you're doing. But, you know, I think that's why, you know, you are of the belief that you are, you know, that sales right. is the way to go. If you're a person that's struggling with, oh my God, is my primary source of income even the right thing to propel me to something else? And, and if you're listening and you say, I can't sell anything, yeah, quit your job, find a sales job. <laughs> Yeah, throw throw yourself off the deep end. Just just go for it, dude. I mean, I I literally spent two years of my life training anywhere from fifteen year old high school students to seventy five year old grandmothers how to sell a freaking three thousand dollar vacuum. Yeah, yeah. And many of them made you know ten fifteen thousand dollars a month. Wow. Um, anybody can do it. I I believe that a hundred percent. You just gotta get out of your comfort zone. And if you're saying you can't do it, that's all the more reason to get out there and do it. And I would add to that, that <laughs> I was going to kick out of the people that are like, nah, sales isn't for me. I couldn't do it. You know, they're kind of going on and on. Yeah. Like, you're selling me right now and why you can't do this thing. <laughs> and you're making me buy into it. <laughs> so right. You don't realize that you're selling every day of your life. Every day, bro. You're selling your wife. You're selling your kids. You know, <laughs> no, I don't want to go take that garbage can out. I've had a long day at work, right? Yeah. You're selling your wife on that. So yeah, just get out of your comfort zone. Make it happen. Make it happen, guys. Make it happen. So one of the things I love to do with the guests on the show is have them, you know, declare today as I am and the audience is your witness where Kevin Mills will be in the next six to nine months. You know, I'm really big on visualization and manifestation. I think for anybody that, you know, isn't familiar with, with these two sort of concepts, get on the internet and look them up at, <laughs> at a minimum. There's a lot of power. I think a lot of people think that it's rah-rah or rainbows and unicorns. But I mean, I wake up every single day and I'm literally asking myself, a series of questions and, and thinking about how I want my day to go. And sometimes it literally gives me goosebumps to actually see that my day goes that way. So Kevin, yeah, hold on real quick. I want to interject on that just yeah. because you hit a, a good point Yeah, um, about it not being rah-rah and unicorns and everything. Right, right. You know, that's a good point, but I would invite anyone listening to dream freaking big. Mm. Because when I graduated, the day I graduated high school, yeah. I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 21 years old. So in three years, I wanted to be a millionaire. Did that happen? No, it didn't. But at age 19, I made my first $100,000 in a year. Look at that. Which was well more than any of my peers in Mississippi. Look right? at that. So if you aim for the moon, you're going to hit a few stars, right? Dream big and, and just go for it. Oh my God. Well said. I'm happy you interjected, man. So, I mean, on that note, 
what's the next target dog? You know, you're doing, I think you just did like 33K the other day. I heard you say in our mastermind, you're working on these great things. The next six to nine months, where are you at, man? What are you shooting for right now? And where will you be in six to nine months? Because I will be following up with you. I'm going to have you back on and we're going to see, you know, how far you got. I mean, my guess is you probably exceed, but, um, you know, where are you going to be in six to nine months? So that's a good question. The next six to nine months are going to be um, a lot of building. Right. Okay. So I'm not sure we're going to see as big of a impact on the financial side of things. I'm actually going to be spending a lot of money. Yeah. With that being said, I'm all about dreaming big. So next six to nine months, we're going to have the podcast launched. Uh, we're going to have the book finished. It may not be published, but it will be finished. Love it. And then I'm going to have some more stages booked. I love it, man. Um, it's been year and a half since I spoke on a stage last. And so I'm ready to get back into that. Um, so we're going to have that booked as far as income. I want to be consistently hitting probably. So I'm just now breaking into multiple six figures. Okay. So I would like to be doing consistently 30 K a month. Love it, man. Um, this was a really good month. It's not like normal month, <laughs> but I want to get to where that's consistent. How old are you again, Kevin? 22. 22 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Um, bravo, brother. I love what you're doing. I wish you the best in your path. Um, and I also love how clear and concise your goals are. You know, that's another thing too that I think a lot of people can take away. I myself work work on that all the time. You know, hey, what do I want? But like, what do I really want? And like drilling it down into like chunks that my mind can actually bite on. So well done there, bro. Um, I can't wait to get to know you more in the mastermind too. And, uh, you know, just see how far you continue to soar. So before we close up here, where can people follow you? Where can they be on the lookout for some of the great things you're going to be launching with regard to the book and the podcast? Yeah. So best place to find me is on Facebook at Kevin Mills. I should probably be on Instagram more often, but I'm not. Um, I'm kind of stuck in that old mindset. But on Instagram, it's official Kevin Mills. We're hoping to get that growing here in the next few months. So maybe by the time this is out, that'll be a good place to follow me. And from both of those platforms, anything will be launched. So if you want to keep up to date, that's where you want to be. Awesome, Kevin. Thank you for your time, bro. Be great. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I want to personally thank you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat. That's carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15-minute free Zoom call with me. And I can't wait to see you there.